0: Yo, what's up everybody, episode 144 of the Highland Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and their culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob, and we've got a great episode lining for today, folks. On today's episode, we're talking all things Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes, Marvel dropped their newest movie over the weekend, so we're going to go over my reactions, likes, dislikes, and what's next for the MCU. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, that time weekend, everybody. Episode 144 of the Highland Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything, sports, and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob. First time listening to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. Like always, follow us on our social media sites. Like us on Facebook at High on Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me, the host, on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SoYamAsian. And if you did not get all that, hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. As are our podcast social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave your boy a five star review. On your preferred streaming platform. That will be greatly. 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 Appreciated. So I hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing alright myself. Didn't do too much over the weekend. Just went to the movies. you already know what I saw. But before we get into that. I just gotta say one thing. First off I want to thank everybody for all the positive feedback. On the Stranger Thing episodes over the past month. From tagging me into posts talking about listening to the podcast once you catch up with the season or even tagging me in Stranger Things memes after the season was over with. Like I do this podcast for fun. You know, I talk about the things I like to talk about. And it's great that other people share the same interest as me or just want to hear my take on things. Like I don't do this, you know, like for validation or recognition or anything, but it does feel good when someone takes time out of their day to reach out about you about an episode or about what's to an episode in the future and all that stuff you know feels good anyways let's jump right into things over the weekend marvel dropped their newest movie thor love and thunder their 29th damn 29 films almost at 30 29th film in the mcu the sixth film in phase four the second mcu movie of 2022 and the final, well, not the final film. I don't know. Maybe you know with that post scene, Who knows? But it's the fourth film in the Thor series. I saw the movie on Saturday at a crisp 10:30 a.m. Showtime. It was pretty packed for a 10:30 a.m. movie. I want to say, I want to say it was probably like 70% capacity to theater I was in. And I was pretty shocked. Like, dang, y'all got up this early to see Thor. Anyways. It's about to be a busy couple weeks for Marvel. Thor just came out at the time of recording. Miss Marvel just finished. Comic-con is next week, and Marvel will be there. And the rumors are saying that they're gonna introduce like the next big saga, basically, what this phase will be leading up to. But back to Thor. I'm gonna do something a little different with this movie. Before we get into like my general thoughts and plot details. I'm gonna talk about like the general thoughts online were before seeing the movie this past Saturday. So about Thursday online, I saw that Love and Thunder was getting some mixed reactions. And on Friday, usually when Marvel drops on a Friday, they shut Twitter down. Like if you want to avoid spoilers, you gotta go Zero 30 on Twitter at least that Thursday, maybe Wednesday, leading up to the new Marvel movie. Hell well, Love and Thunder was out that Friday, I was strolling through Twitter all willy-nilly and didn't see a single spoiler, <laughs> and I made a joke on our group chat. I was like, dang, Thor must not be hitting like that because I'm on Twitter. I haven't seen a single spoiler yet. Usually, you hop on Twitter when a Marvel movie come out, you can't even get, you probably get five tweets in without seeing the spoiler. Hell, they're talking about the boys season finale that came out that same exact day more than Thor. Granted, the boys' season finale was really good, more on that next week, but some of the critiques of Love and Thunder that I saw after watching it, people saying that the pacing was all over the place, like tone-wise, they didn't know if they wanted to be serious or funny, they kept flip-flopping between the two. My general thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder, like I said in my spoiler-free review that put over the weekend on the podcast page, I thought Thor Love and Thunder was good. If we're grading it... I give it like a C. I think a C is good, personally. That's just me. Like they say in college, C's get degrees. I may or may have not used that logic in a couple classes during my time in college, but that's neither here nor there. Was it perfect? Far from it. Did it have flaws? Yes. My biggest gripe about the movie, I felt like some of the comedy was a little over the top enforced, eventually becoming unnecessary borderline annoying and i'll get to like the running joke of the movie that immediately (laughs) became annoying after like the second time granted even though ragnarok is the much 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 more superior film between the two love and thunder to me like the pros outweighed the cons i did like the chemistry between thor and jane or thor and mighty thor the action was good to me they had one of the best mcu fights ever i'll get to that and the villain Was the highlight of the film to me i'll get to him later on as well all in all not a top tier mcu movie like in phase four alone i'll put no way home shang chi multiverse of madness and maybe maybe black widow over thor love and thunder when ranking the phase four movies but love and thunder is still you know good way to spend two hours now all that's out of the way let's get to the nitty gritty we actually starting a movie off. Oh, anyways. I'm, you know, through giving out the spoiler warning and all that stuff. When I talk about it on the podcast, I'm going to spoil it all. So, you know, from here on now, when I talk about, like, some Marvel, DC, anything, I'm going to go full spoilers. Just, you know, f- for future reference. Anyways, we actually start the movie off with the villain. I want to say the only other MCU movie to start off with, like, the villain origin stories. I want to say with Shang-Chi. And that movie still doesn't get the credit it deserves. Anyways, we see Gore on his home planet, like this desert type planet. Don't know if like this planet was always like this or it was turned into this. We see him praying to the gods for help, but his daughter ends up dying. And right after that, he starts hearing like these voices like Randy Orton. And it leads him to like this lush jungle in the middle of the desert. There, he finds the exact god he was praying to to save his daughter. And Gore was like, Hey, yo, my man, I was just calling for some damn help. And the god basically brushes him off. Then we see what was calling Gore. It was the Necro Sword. The god just killed the previous owner of that sword, and now it needs a new owner. So Gore picks it up, cuts off the god's head, completing his heel turn. And Gore vows that all the gods will perish. Now on to the good guys. We get a recap of Thor's journey through the MCU so far. Then we see him with the Guardians of the Galaxy? And it's good to see the Guardians of the Galaxy again. I have certainly missed them. I cannot wait for their movie coming out. I think May of 2023. So Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy, they basically saved this planet whose god was just killed. And after they saved that planet, they got a whole bunch of distress signals from other planets whose gods were killed by Gore. And I would have loved... A montage of gorgeous traveling, planting the planet, killing all the gods. Like you see, a god is like picking out like some flowers at his garden. Gorgeous pops up, cuts his head off, and goes back doing his own thing. I would have loved the montage of that. Just like a little, like maybe 30 seconds to a minute montage of gorgeous slaying all the gods. Anyways, but I felt like if that montage would have happened, it would have just amped up the level of threat he was. One thing we know about Christian Bale. Is that when he is in a movie, he's going to play the hell out of the role he was given. I wish we could have gotten a little more of gore in this movie. But in that time that we did see him, he made it count like they say. It's not how much time you have. It's what you do in that given time or something like that. And I put gore in like the upper tier MCU villains. Not with like the Thanos, the Killmongers, and the low keys. I'll say that tier below like with Vulture, Scarlet Witch slash Wanda... And Wu from Shang-Chi. But Thor gets wind that... Dang. I just realized now that Thor and Gore rhymes. Anyways. But Thor gets wind that Gore Bars. Is going to attack New Asgard as well. So this is where him and the Guardians of the Galaxy split off. And I was correct in my, in my expectation episode that the Guardians of the Galaxy was only going to be in the beginning of the movie. And that leads Thor to New Asgard. But the people on the planet he saves... Before heading off, they give him, like, these two goats that are, like, based on the two goats in Norris mythology. And they're, like, screaming goats. And, like, them screaming is, like, a running joke throughout the movie. But as I stated before, like, that was, like, the running joke that annoyed me throughout this movie. Anyways, back in the New Asgard, we catch back up with Valkyrie and Korg. And Gore starts attacking the city with, like, his dark monster creatures or whatever. And I like that the townspeople... We're actually fighting back. Usually, townspeople in movies just run away and scream and hide. But I remember why oh, these are Asgardians. And as the fight goes on, Thor hears the sounds of his old hammer, uh Mjolnir. I just call it a hammer because I'm flat pronouncing it. And right when he thinks he can call the hammer back to him, it reveals the second Thor of this movie, Jane, a.k.a. Mighty Thor. So how Jane became Mighty Thor? Well... They stay true to the source material. Uh, uh, Jane has cancer and she thinks that the hammer can cure it because the medicine isn't doing its job. Just personal experience, like with me and my mom, always felt kind of like, Ugh, when cancer gets brought up into like movies and TV shows. Once again, just personal opinion, but they're staying true to the source material. Also, when I said that this movie wasn't perfect, there was a perfect thing in this movie we did get a Cat Denny's cameo. Then we see a recap of Thor and Jane's relationship up until the breakup, which I actually liked that they showed us this. I like the context of it because in Ragnarok, they're just like, Oh, Jane just broke up with Thor, now she's gone. But I think that like behind the scenes stuff kind of played into like her not being in the in the Thor Ragnarok. And it shows one night Thor told his hammer, Hey man, always protect Jane. And right then and there, that made her worthy of wielding it. They catch up for a sec. Then Gore being the villain he is, he realizes that the kids of New Asgard are alone and he kidnaps all the kids. Also, I'm curious, like which Thor Gore was hunting. I assume it was Mighty Thor because she was at Asgard while the other Thor was off, you know, on other planets. And when Gore got there, he saw two Thors and was like, damn, two gods in one place? Hell, is this Christmas? But Gore escapes with the kids. The whole town is in a panic. So both Thor's, Valkyrie, and Kor travel to where Zeus is and ask for help. They get there, they ask Zeus for help. He said, No. We got to remember in Greek mythology, Zeus was a terrible person <laughs> because Zeus knows that Gore exists and he's afraid of him. And Thor is like, Hey, if you're not going to help us, we'll just take your lightning bolt and fight Gore. In that fight, Thor apparently kills Zeus, stabbing him with his own lightning bolt. Now off to fight Gore in the Shadow Realm. While on the way to the Shadow Realm, Jane tells Thor she has cancer. They have a nice heart to heart, and they get to the Shadow Realm. And here begins my favorite sequence of the entire movie. It goes from color to black and white, and it looks fantastic. And they get to Gore's hideout, and Jane finds out that this is a trap. Basically, Gore needs Stormbreaker to open up the Bifrost to get to Eternity, which is like this cosmic entity in the MCU. It grants a wish to whoever finds it first. And they think when Gore gets there, he's gonna wish that all the gods will be dead. And Gore traps the trio with two Thor's and Valkyrie. And he finds out that Jane is dying along with Gore because the Necro Sword slowly drains the wife out of his user. And while Jane is in mighty Thor mode, it drains her human body's energy so it can't help fight off the cancer. So Thor tells Gore that he has Zeus for help, and they said no. And here is probably my favorite, I guess you want to call it a joke, in the movie. I'm just going to paraphrase what Gore was saying. Gore is like, oh, so you two asked the gods for help and they told you to fuck off? Welcome to the club. And now we have one of the greatest fights in the MCU, in my opinion. I know this fight doesn't have the stakes as Endgame, Infinity War, or No Way Home. But aesthetics-wise, this is a top-tier fight. All black and white with a splash of color every time like their weapons clash. It's funny that uh, the director, I always butcher his name, uh, Takai Watiti. he gets praised for like his colors he uses in movies. But the best scene in this movie was in black and white. And Gore is able to get Stormbreaker and send the group back to New Asgard. After the fight, we see Jane's health is deteriorating. And we see Thor is like, hey, I'll go fight Gore. You stay here. She doesn't want to and here like we see that of course, you know, I know for personal experience and I assume other people know for personal experience. We see that like cancer doesn't only affect the person diagnosed with it. It also affects, you know, friends and loved ones as well because we see Thor just you see this look on his face that we we haven't seen from Thor in a long time. So Thor is off to go fight Gore in the climactic final battle. Thor gets there saves the kids him and Gore. Had this fight and they're at a stalemate. Then Jane joins the fight. She powers up one last time and she's able to break the Necro Sword. But it's too late. Gore has already opened up the gate to eternity and they're all there. Thor, Gore, and Jane in human form this time and she doesn't have that much time left. Then in a the twist of events, Gore actually wished to bring his daughter back to life named Love. Didn't know her name was Love until I read a Wikipedia for this episode. Then sadly Jane dies in Thor's arms and Gore dies as well asking Thor to look after his daughter. Then we get a time jump. Thor is taking care of love and they are now a hero duo called, wait for it, Love and Thunder. Thought that was cute. Now on to the post credit scenes, got them both wrong per usual and we're going to go backwards. We're going to start off with the second post credit scene. We see Jane, she makes it to Valhalla. And she's greeted by Heimdall, Idris Elba, and he welcomes her there. The first post-credit scene, we see Zeus, who survived, and he sends his son, Hercules, to kill Thor. At the end, we get the holy you no know, Thor will return, capture. Okay, so let's unpack this. First of all, I would have loved to have the Guardians of the Galaxy in a post credit scene. But I think they're going to have a Christmas special coming out later this year, of course, around Christmas. So I assume that will set up, you know, the Guardians for their next movie. And the Jane post credit scene was cool. Good way for her character arc to end. But the first post-credit scene, the plot-related one. Okay, so they said Thor will return. So did that mean the next big crossover movie or Thor 5? Because the post credit scene looks like it sets up another movie. Like, you can't have this, like, plot point play out in, like, a crossover movie. So I'm curious about when the next time we'll see Thor. And will Thor get a fifth movie? So what's next? Hell... Me, personally, I don't know. At the moment, we don't know what Phase 4 is building to. Like, each phase beforehand ended with an Avengers movie. Like, what's the, no pun intended, the endgame with Phase 4? I thought Kang was going to be the new big bad guy because of Loki, but, hell, we don't know. He is set to be in the new Ant-Man movie coming out, I think, in February, but we'll find out more when that movie comes out because it looks like the next big crossover movie will be Secret Wars, like I said Marvel at Comic Con in a couple weeks, week couple weeks, they're going to say like, hey our next big crossover movie is this, so we'll find out when that comes out. But more than likely that won't be out in Phase 4. Looking at the schedule I saw on Wikipedia, once again subject to change, it looks like Phase 4 will end with the Fantastic Four. Seems fitting, but no date for that movie yet. But, with Comic-Con in a couple weeks or next week or whatever, hell, I'm, I'm losing track of time. I don't look at calendars no more for the most part. We will certainly find out what the future holds. And of course, I'll cover it on the podcast in due time. But in the short term, what is next to come out for Marvel? At the time of recording, Miss Marvel, the final episode just aired. That will be covered on next week's episode. In August, we got two releases, Groot or I Am Groot and She-Hulk. I will not be talking about those shows. Sorry if you're looking forward to that. And the final MCU movie of the year will be Black Panther 2. Coming out in November, hopefully we'll see a trailer for that at Comic-Con or within the next couple weeks. But wrapping things up on Thor, Love, and Thunder, all in all, good watch for the most part. Not the best thing the MCU was put out. Far from the worst thing the MCU was put out, Iron Man 2. I don't see this movie having like any effect on the grander scheme of things, but we'll just see what the future holds for Thor. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you for taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Like I say, I will not be here without you, the listener, and I thank you for that. So take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.